Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Good morning, church. All right, let's try that again. Good morning, church. That's more like it. That's more like it. That's more like it. Thank you uh, for making it this morning, be it online or here. We love you. And I'm going to do the traditional church people's thing. When and Trisha are not here, your pastors, they're away somewhere. Who, who gets, do you ever, are you ever good to be asked where you are if you're not in church? Why should we put this on them? They're just out there. They're going to come back. To rest assured, they have not backslidden, okay? They didn't do anything. So, and they don't send their greetings, at least not through me. You know, the usual, oh, they send their greetings. Uh, no. They, it's just today. They'll be here next week. So, just, just for those of you who are thinking, oh, where are they? Where are they? It's so nice to see you all this morning. <clears throat> for me, my, one of my biggest dreams is to get to that point where I'll be 17, 18, and I can say whatever I want. I've been dreaming about this. I've been dreaming about this right when I was 29, 32. I'm like, when is it coming? And I'm not even 50 yet. I can't wait. You know, when, when everybody has prepared a speech at the wedding and you just come up and said, eh, well, and then and say whatever comes first in your mind. You're not in the program, you don't care. So, yes, that's my dream. Uh, hey, listen, don't judge me. You have your dreams, I have mine. All right? Just, just, just be with me. Can we pray? Lord, we thank you for your love and for your grace. We give you our mind. We give you our minds. We give you our bodies. We give you our very essence, our spirit. We say Come and do what you do, like you do things. God, come and fill us up like no one else can. We thank you, God, for everything that has happened so far. We thank you for the messages we've had and, and everything else, for the preparation that has gone to this. May it be blessed and be a pleasing aroma before you. God, as, as we, as we uh, dug into our pockets, God, to, to come and, and present our, our tithes and offering, we thank you that we know that you're going to bless and prosper us. We say, God, speak, your servants are listening. Amen. <clears throat> right. Uh, no support was um, threatening me with time and things, so I'm quite nervous right now. She's, look at my hand. Uh, guys, it's been a wonderful journey in the art of spirituality, and I've been given a very difficult task of wrapping this up. I don't know what your, 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 your week was like. Mine was quite hectic. Um, South Africa was hosting the International Maritime Organization uh, World Maritime Day. Sounds weird. But basically, these are people who get awarded uh, to move from country to country, like the, your World Cup. South Africa won the right to host in 2015. It was supposed to be 2020, and you know what happened, so it was postponed to 2022. It was hectic, and um, my department was directly responsible because I, I oversee maritime uh, staff. So what's really exciting for me is that I've given myself, why I'm so excited, that I've given myself to work so much in this week. I was coming home at 2 a.m. and my wife saying, where are you? I'm like, sorry, baby, I did not see your messages, stuff. 
and to have the opportunity at the end of the day just to immerse myself in the world has been so uh, fulfilling for me. I still slept late, but for different reasons than I have in a week. So I'm quite excited. And I've got a story to tell, remind me what happened at the Maritime. Um, one of the, uh, we were having dinner every time after a whole long day of presentation when we're talking about culture, uh, power of culture. <clears throat> the art of spirituality. Slide one, come. Where is it? Thank you. What is it? It's the tools we need to have a thriving and, 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 and flourishing or flourishing spiritual life. Which means if you don't have this, you're in trouble. It's, if you don't have this, you stagnate. If you don't have that, you keep on going around, around, you know, the circles thing. You, you, you keep on being like that. And, and you, you just be that person who does not progress very much. It's, it's been intense. In my experience of, in this church, it's probably the longest series we've ever done. It's been many weeks. It just emphasizes the importance. What really my blessing is, is the variety of people who've been on the stage to share. That's why I take it very seriously, and I feel honored that I have to, to um, uh, summarize this or wrap it up if I can. So that's what it is, the tools. Do you, get the, do, do you get the tools? Just make sure that you get these tools. Otherwise, you may really going around the mulberry bush a little bit too much. So where did we start? Uh, Art of spirituality. What was it about? Uh, Pastor Wayne came here and told us that this is what we're going to be doing. He said it out, and then he started with silence and solitude, uh, basing his message on Exodus uh, 33 and said, you must have a tent of meetings with God. Create it and secure it. Okay? And then he moved on to meditation. Proverbs 33, as the man thinks in his heart, so is the man or woman. And this, he emphasized the fact that you, a thought turns into action, action to habit, and habit to character, character into destiny. Which means then, if your thoughts are not right, it will directly impact on your destiny. And then you dead. Filling our mind with who God is is the top priority. That's what we need to occupy ourselves with. Now I'm talking about spiritual death, people. That's what happens. <clears throat> and then the one and only. Nox Lamini came and took. Of course. That's how it is. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thankfulness because one of my partners said to me when they first met my wife, said, "Ah, oh, you must have really got her in her in her weakest moment to say I do to you." <clears throat> I like whatever, man. Thankfulness. How often do we pause and say thank you from the depths of our hearts? Gratitude is the attitude of the heart. It requires awareness while thankfulness. You make that distinction between thankfulness and gratitude. Is gratefulness expressed? Doing something about what you feel. It's pointless to just feel and not do anything. People are never going to know how you feel about them unless you do something about it. Those who were born in the 80s, you remember? More than words? Mm -hmm. So it's not enough just to say you love me. Uh, because I already know anyway. <laughs> Feeling goosebumps in God's presence does not mean you love him. For me, this touched me the most. 
You love him when you do what he says you must do. Likewise, disposition of thankfulness for what you have not acted out, expressed, means not being thankful. You might as not just keep quiet. And then the gale force came in and spoke about uh, sleep. The gift of sleep. Ability to sleep is a picture of what we should be like, especially during the storm. Told us about Travis, that is if you're getting left behind. Come on. And he told us about Jesus sleeping, chilling when stuff is going on. And says that's the true disposition of literature. It is in vain to eat the bread of an anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And I'm one of those people who really struggle with sleep. By the way, Travis has become much better since then. Kudos. He said, if you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. So if, if you follow this. But then he wants it, don't oversleep. <laughs> he told us about these cousins who kept him awake. He was awake four hours before. The, when are you guys going to wake up? So it's moderated. Okay? So don't sleep because you were told by the church, no. If you sleep, it, the scripture said, if you love sleep, you will end up in poverty. <clears throat> Again, the gale force returned, talking about surrender. Allow the rivers of life. It flows. What really touched me the most is that we cultivate something in here and replicate it out there. So you don't just eat, 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 sit here. You get, 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 and go out and get it out to other people who need it. And we're reminded that the thief comes to steal and do all those nasty things. So it's always important to watch yourself and watch for other people. Jesus was on the cross is the perfect picture of surrender. He said, may this cup pass, but not my will, your will. Which for me, for... for once again, the, the cross thing will never grow old. <laughs> For the first time I was sitting there and looking at what Travis was saying, I was like, actually, in this moment, God had to make another choice. Do I make Jesus carry on? Because it's one thing when it's God has decided that, well, Jesus crossed my man, do it. And now it's actually when it has to happen, Jesus says, Dad, I can't do this. So he so loved the world, the world that again doesn't just give his only begotten son at the beginning, even in this moment. He still said, go ahead. And Jesus surrendered. Surrender to current position, purpose, and God's plan. Now that was challenging us. Look where you are. Don't despise where you are. It might well be God. That's where God wants you to be. And then he said, avoid the sin of escapism. Eject button. I, I don't like this boss. I, I don't like this church. It's boring. The music is this. It stops when he's wearing glasses. I, don't, I want him when he's wearing glasses. You know, we can get, you get from something that's serious, but if you get used to escapism, it just becomes a thing that you do. Who, who, who of you went to, uh, to school with those people who, at the end of high school, they've changed schools three times. I'm not judging, but me, me, the friends that I'm talking about, my friends, the ones I grew up with, they were a Jake Button people. I'm not saying if you did that, you were not my friend at high school. 
So I'm talking about people I know. Okay? As a fact, they would and they end up having some time to repeat metric. So avoid that. It happens in business, especially young people. As you're starting off in your careers, sometimes you've got to just stay. Moving right along. And then I call Sobs J-I-L because Jesus is Lord. <clears throat> he came with... Mind the gap. He warned us of selective absorption of the word. I feel some echo, guys. Are you, you okay there? Is this just me? Okay, cool. So he, he talked about minding gap and said, commit to the plans. And he, we, will, we will fail, become average if we don't create or create a proper ecosystem. It, that, that creates was a was was a was a was an error but I, I see it's important. <laughs> you have to create, remember to create, create a proper ecosystem. Okay. Avoid uh, avoid selective application of the word. Do life with the helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Be led. Watch out for little foxes. Don't be distracted by stuff. Just mind the gap. And he gave us how he he his testimony went with the stapler. Just go and read and listen. You'll be, you'll be reminded. Then Pastor Wayne came back and talked about spiritual integration and threw some very nice words there, thermodynamics. Basically, unless there is an intervention in your life, chaos increases. So you have to be honest and check it out and ask yourself, where in my life there may be stuff that is loose. Because if it keeps on being loose, imagine you're going in a car, there's one nut that's off on a wheel, and you never fix it, it starts undoing the other four or five. And the next thing you bear one foot in the, the, the wheel will come off. So make sure that you are able to identify what's going on in your life and come up with some interventions. Otherwise, chaos increased. For me, this is really tied very closely to accountability because it takes somebody else to see your blind spot and know where it's at. <clears throat> Heritage. Then my sisters and my brothers was here. It is so nice. He nailed it so well. Heritage is linked to inheritance. You have to know which spiritual connections you have. Discern the spirit. Heritage is something you receive from somewhere. It, it just doesn't come from within you. You take it from somewhere. It related to us how he, uh, he inherited debt from his grandmother and grandfather. And that's how he started taking uh, credit for clothes that he didn't even need. So watch out. But for me, what really stuck out is that the prerequisite for you to get to this point, you have to receive an inheritance. Dying is necessary. Something's got to go. Even those friends that are bad, even those habits that are not good. So if you die in the flesh, you will live in the spirit. 
He related to us how Abraham uh, pimped his wife. This was him saying, not me. Although I would have said it and I agree, but it's him. So did Isaac do the same thing that daddy did? David forced himself to another uh, man's wife and ended up killing the man. Amnon took it to the next level, did the same thing with his sister, and actually went to take her over the actual kingdom. So you must know that whatever, you have to check your heritage, check what inheritance you have. A heart to seek. That was passed away again. It is the glory of God to conceal matter, but the glory of kings to search out the matter. Why conceal? Why, why does God conceal such a sweet thing? To sift. Take out those who are not serious about the whole thing. He don't got time for people who are fluffing around or just trying stuff out. Out, sifted out. To develop your strength, your focus, your ability to search for more. Because there's always more. God is multi-layered. So if you're going to come at him, just see the first layer and not want to dig in more, you're going to be missing out. You will end up being sifted because you're not developing. You know the story of about branches and cutting and push and burn, etc. To protect. That's why God um, conceals. Aha! Power of culture and culture of power. The delightful tall Pastor Wayne was back again. You are who you are and eat what you like to eat because of the culture that you have. So if you like tribe, it's because of your culture. And I'm not part of you. No, no, no. Speak for yourself. That thing is now tall socks. No. Culture is a vibe or the environment. So it's we know we often associate culture with cultural people, but culture is a culture here in church. We don't got pastors who wear kiken boboza. That's our culture. <laughs> we don't have pastors who do stuff. We don't have a throne, a white throne here with a rope and stuff. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying we don't have that culture. If you're saying whatever you're saying in your head, I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm saying we don't. It's, it's, it's you and your All I said is we don't have a throne. That's all I said. So it's a vibe. Here's what touched me the most. It is like the soil in which we plant our life. The health of the soil will determine the health eventually so if your soil is bad you're done jesus loved different cultures revelation 7 we're given a picture of all nations and all tribes and all people on all tongues standing before the lamb so jesus is not waiting to get at the end and only see one culture or one people you can be even one same culture, but different uh, uh, tongues, different languages. So, so there's the, the degree to which the gospel penetrates a culture is the degree to which the culture is free and prosperous. So the more we have that culture, 
of allowing Jesus in, the more we're going to prosper and be free. Living life of testimony, Mama Trish, she came and, and, um, and did that so well. I remember Fezera standing here and just telling us the stuff. That week I remember standing here and thinking, sure, it's, it's so powerful. I know Fezera's stories behind the doors. Is that right? Yeah, behind the behind. You know what I'm saying. And, and, and I also now hear it when she's telling people. So I got the complete story. And, and, and in this, it's, it's, it's so encouraging when something goes on in your heart and you come to church and it's confirmed. And I was having one of those moments, which, which I'll share later. This a life of testimony. Live a life of testimony is a daily thing. Bearing witness to something that has happened. Has God helped, protected, advanced you? Share with others. There are people who never know how God functions until you say something to them. You might, not, you might be the only source of connecting God in their life. So it doesn't have to be good, a big thing. Um, what I like the most is that Trisha was talking about connecting dots. It's this and that, and then they told us how he got Wayne. I'm paraphrasing. <clears throat> but essentially, that's what she said. You were here. <laughs> it's, you connect the dots and say, God was blessing me this time, and God was blessing me this time. My, my story is just as crazy. I missed the bus stop twice to meet this woman. And, and she will tell you, no, baby, yeah, whatever, this is testimony time. <laughs> testimony is the art of connecting God does until you see the full picture and share about, can I share about my testimony? Okay, sure, thanks, I've got permission. <laughs> a, a, a quick one. Um, about a week or two ago, I get a, a, a WhatsApp message, ding, uh, do you like soccer? I'm like, have you met a black man who doesn't? I'm serious, and he comes back, oh, that's good. I'm like, why? Because I'm um, just booking uh, tickets to, to watch soccer. Okay, sure, so what does it have to do with me? Uh, it's because uh, you have until 12. This was maybe 8, half past 7. You have until 12 today to come back with, to me, and I've already prepared everything. Uh, we are going to Qatar. I'll pay. And you will, you will, uh, I'll, I'll pay for the whole thing. You pay me whatever you can. I'm like, eh, let me speak to my wife. I'll go to my wife. I'm like, this is what has happened. Look, this is a conversation. And we pray. We do what we do. And later on, before that 12 thing, I go back to God. You can't put me under this kind of pressure. I need to pray. This is a faith thing for me. And we pray with my wife. We come back to him later than that. And he says, never mind, I've already paid. I've already booked. So that, that's the kind of, of God we have. Why is this relevant? Because that's, that's, that's flight accommodation, tickets, everything. And I saw the price. And I was like, ah. I converted into South African rands. I went, ah. 
We've been praying, my wife has been praying for her husband to get some rest. She's quite worried about how, how I work, etc. And God came through. That's the third one. So I'm just saying, whilst you're watching it on your big screen, I'll be watching it live. Just saying. Then Mama Trisha came, my body, his temple. And we got told, people. We got told to watch after that body, look after that body. And, and she did it in style. She did in a whole long apologizing thing before people get offended, which I'm trying to learn. I'm, I'm really trying. I've asked her to put her hands on me, apologizing that maybe people may want to sort of be offended. She did it well. So, do you not know you are the temple of the living God? If you do not make time for health, you're making time for your disease. Steward your body well. Your body's ability can affect your ability to fully participate in the, God, in the things that God is saying or doing. Imagine you're Moses. <clears throat> you're supposed to fetch the tablets up the mountain. <laughs> you're overweight. And like, <laughs> and you come back with the tablets. The Israelites break it, and you have to go back up again. Not pretty, but you get the idea. For us, contemporary, it's the amount of medication we end up taking, the amount of sleeplessness we 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 end up with. I mean, I have a guy friend, colleague, is, is suffering with sleep apnea. <laughs> and, 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 and it leads to other things. So let's watch for our bodies. Today we're doing the art of spirituality. Keep at it. Why did I say that? It's because it's all nice and good once the series is over. We want to forget. Why? Because it's difficult doing these things. So I've prayed and asked God to say what he's got to say so that people can get the sense, I'm, me included, of what, what, what does it require. Just, we're just going to have to keep at it. Otherwise, we're going to lose the tools again. Otherwise, we'll be like those people who have put the tools outside in the rain and they rust. Otherwise, we're going to be those people who have lended out our tools and they've never returned. We never kept an inventory of where the tools are. One day, we want to use the tools. Them tools are gone. So what I've done is I've just had a few things that I, I think are important that I saw as what God uh, will help us with in this journey. Keep engaged regardless of age or qualification. So you have to keep this thing of wanting God and, and pursuing him and the art of spirituality. 
regardless of your qualification, regardless of your age. It, I'm so encouraged when I see people like Abo, 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 Tao, Bono, Dineo, and, and coming up and, and it, yo, it was so beautiful. They invited me at, at night says, we, are, we just come and help us with this, but we're doing premarital counseling. They did not check the age, how long they've been married. Some of them was literally weeks and years. It was beautiful. So that, that is what really this is about. Exodus, we catch Moses. Now Moses was keeping flock. God wants people who are engaged. Say with me, engaged. God wants people who are doing stuff. Not sitting and, and complaining and, and, and doing nothing. Moses um, was keeping the flock of Jethro. His father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Why? Because he was looking after sheep. He was taking them somewhere. God was looking at Moses. I'll show you now. In the blazing flame of, you know the story of the, of, of, of the burning bush. And he looked. He looked. He was curious. He was alert. And behold, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. So Moses said to himself, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burning up. When the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, God called him. So he was walking all along doing what he was doing, God could see him looking after the flock, looking for a better pasture. It was not coincidental that Moses decided to go on the west side or the east side, whichever the side is. It was not coincidental. He was trying to find a better grazing place for this sheep. And then, boom, God saw him. And now he turned away from what he was doing to do what God was, was wanting him to do. God called to him, from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. But Moses said to God, of course, fear started creeping in and qualification, but nevertheless, you know the rest of the story. Moses did a brilliant job. Despite being not qualified to do the job, feeling like he, he, he was a starter, etc. You know how old Moses was? He was 18. 80, and we hear complaining, God, it hasn't happened for me. I'm already 26. <clears throat> really? 80. He was 80. How much patience would you have? You, you, your first memory, if he did have a memory, then you're floating down the river to a place you don't know. You're raising a place that you don't know. 40 years in the palace. And then he smacked some guy dead. And then 40 years out reading in Median. And now he has 40 years in the desert. His entire life has never seen comfort and mommy and coming up. And there was no daddy to ask for a PS4 or PS5. He never had a chance. He was always out. But he constantly kept himself engaged. Despite not being qualified, he put himself up. Say amen. Keep enterprising and expectant of God to show up. Keep hustling, holy hustling. Keep at it.
Judges 6, Gideon. Now the angel of the Lord came. Gideon was beating wheat in the wine press. Engage. Instead of the threshing floor to hide it all and save it from the Midianites. You remember where Moses was? It was Midian. That's a story for another day. But just focus on this. God find Gideon at the threshing floor doing something. And he says, come boy, let's go. And he was enterprising. He was, because this, if these people saw him openly threshing the wheat, they would have taken, because that's what they were doing. They'll come in and burn their feet and take everything that they have harvested, that they have planted for, that sown and planted uh, completely. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, etc." And then writes the next underlining is, go in the strength of yours and save Israel from the hand of the Midians. Have I not sent you again? But Gideon said to him, Please, Lord, how, I, how, how am I to rescue Israel? Behold, my family is least significant in Manasseh, and I'm the youngest, smallest in my father's house. Even if, if you are engaged, it does not matter how insignificant you feel. God is big enough to get inside of you and make you big for the task. Here's Gideon. That's another amen. Ah, let's try that again. Another amen. amen. Sheesh. This is what I stayed up for. The amen. No. <laughs> Keep standing, especially when it's rough. Kneel only to God. We get Nebuchadnezzar speaking to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't want to get judged. That you do not serve my cause. This is what happens. These, these Israelite boys come back. They've now been renamed and called some funky names that they've known nothing about. Anyway, they've accepted. And it comes to crunch. That out of all things that we could do, this is one thing we can't do. Some snitch goes up to the king and says, these boys are not kneeling when it's time. And... And, and the king is really, he likes them. He, he literally put aside the message he had, but he has to deal with it. He goes to these boys and says, right, I heard what's being said about what you do when I say do stuff and you don't. But now, Nebuchadnezzar starts a fresh conversation with these guys. He says, is it true? I, I'm not going to listen to what people say. Is it true, you guys, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready, i.e., I'm giving you some time, guys. Come on, do me a favor. Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn and all those other instruments, fall down and worship the image which I have made. But if you do not... You shall be thrown at once into the midst of the fiery furnace. And what God is there who can rescue you from my hand. So people have been saying stuff. This is the point. Sometimes you're going to get to a point where you have very, very gentle and loving sin. Sin that talks to you nice. Sin that gives you options. Say, look, we can do this. <laughs> We can do, nobody got to know. 
give me a chance. Sin, talking nice, sweet. Come on, let's do this. This is what this king was saying. He's all-powerful, and he's just putting his power crown on the floor and says, let's just talk. What do they say? Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer to you to this point. 18. Basically, they refuse. This is what I need you to note. But even our God will help us, will rescue us. But even if he does not, let it be known to you that we are not going to save, serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. So that's when it's tough. You have to teach yourself to nail only to the true God. Amen? Keep honoring your commitments. We catch here David and um, his father. His father had eight sons, but you only get told of five. Again, these boys are not engaged. The other three. So God doesn't have time to record loafers. Go and read this up yourself. You think I'm being like that? I'm telling, go and read it up. You record, uh, David's father had eight sons. Three were at, at war. And one was tending sheep. Where are the others? Hear nothing of them. The ones that, were, that followed Saul to war have names. It's so and so and so and so. These are the guys. And David was up and down doing stuff. God was like, eh, the other guys, eh. <clears throat> So you could coming from a popping family when you're all that. Be it in academics, be it in business and whatever. If you're a loafer, you'll be left out. God is not interested. So you've got to be doing something. So look at this. Honor your commitments. Pick up something and do it and commit to it. Even if it means you're not getting paid for it, which was this. So these are the sun, da-da-da, Fenceborn, Amitabh, Ted, Sharma. David was the youngest. Again, remember that age thing. Now the three oldest followed. So one, two, three, and this is the fourth one. Fifteen, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's flock. His father was like, you're the youngest, so you're going to have to be checking what's happening and reporting live for me. Come back with some Twitter news and tell me how your brothers are doing with the Israelites at the valley. He will do that, but he will come back. That was 25 Ks. 25, yeah, 25 Ks. And it was treacherous. Some commentary said it was equal to a one and a half to two days journey there and back. He did it and came back, never left it the flock. Then Jesse said to David, his son, take your brothers, da da da, basically gave them some, um, some, um, um, cream cheese and stuff and says just go and give these guys to, to the and David got up early in the morning left the flock with the keeper first, had not left that responsibility picked up the provisions and went just as Jesse had directed and he came to the encampment at the army as the army was going out in battle formation that's God timing. God saw a man who was engaged, who was committed, who was not going to leave his, his commitment, who had already made provision for, for what his responsibility is. And says, this is the man. He woke up early, committed even to do this task without leaving the other task. 
I would have gone to my father and said, I've got other brothers. Can they just at least look after the sheep? That would have been me. But no, he kept quiet and did what the father said and did exactly what I, And he got right there in time. You know the rest of the story. King David, the father of Jesus, if you don't know who this is. Keep acting on the word of testimony. It always really feels like people and church like this testimony thing and some of it ruined the game for the rest of us because they just say very things that really... But anyway, the point is you have to keep a testimony. Have to, you have to allow yourself to listen to others and, and also to share. So for me, it's been a difficult thing for some, some time to share testimony. It, it, even now, it's, it's still difficult. It's still a work in progress. But I understand more and more, especially after what Tricia taught, that it is important to share testimony. I've always thought that the woman with the issue of blood was a genius. She figured it out. But look at this. And these are Jesus and his, as, and his people. When they had crossed over the sea, they reached the land of Gennesaret. Da, 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 go right down to verse 56. And wherever he came, that's Jesus, into the valley or cities or countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplace and pleading with him, Jesus, to allow them just to touch the fringe, tassel with a blue coat, his robe, and all who touched it were healed. These people never kept quiet about what healed them. They made it known. And because she heard the testimony and he acted on it, she acted on it. Look what happens next. Keeping acting on the word. And she had heard reports about Jesus and she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his outer robe for she thought We've got a lot of people who can write here. Parentheses always mean this is reported speech. If I just touch his clothes, I will get well. For me, I always thought it was just something in her head. She had faith. Da, 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 da. She heard the stuff. She heard from people that I've just shown you in the previous slide. She had heard this. So, and it says clearly in Mark, she had heard the reports about Jesus. So please don't sit on your testimony. Likewise, do not disregard testimony. It can help you. This woman had gone for 12 years without help. Immediately, her flow of blood was dried up. And she felt in her body and knew, da-da-da, etc. And Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, really? Can you not see the crowd? I mean, really? Who touched you? And just because Jesus was touched in a way that he's never been touched before, it was fantastic. It was like, what just happened? He felt the power leaving him, power of healing. Daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you. He could have said, without me even realizing it, I'll get to faith just now. Keep faith. In conclusion, you're happy now. You intimidate me, you know that. <clears throat> Keep faith. What I want to leave you with is this. For me, rather than what is faith, is who is faith? 
I'll tell you why. I, I took some time last year um, just looking at the uh, Jewish version of this, uh, uh, the, these, some of these concepts. Psalm 89.8, O Lord God of hosts, who is like you, Almighty Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you as an intrinsic, unchangeable part of your very being. The reason why I would say, rather say, who is faith? It's because English does not make a distinction between faithfulness, a clear distinction between faithfulness and faith. They, they, the words it is used interchangeably. Whereas in the, in the Hebrew uh, version, it's quite clear when they, they use the, the word is emunah. It's quite clear when they talk about faith. And faith there has a personality. Listen to this. Emunah in Hebrew, the same psalm. Hashem Elohe Savo, who is like thee, Almighty One Hashem. Thy emunah also surrounds thee. It's faith surrounds God. You can think of it as an agent of God. I would like to have some time at some, at some stage just to, to share with you what I, I saw when I went through this little study. It's always like, I always picture after looking at that, I always see faith like an usher at the door. This guy receives you and takes you, hello, and he, he takes you in. He takes you in. You, you know, one of have you seen in those very structured corporate environments where there's a receptionist and you announce, Travis Gale is here, sir. You say, what does he want? Are you convinced that he's on good business? You're not just going to be allowed. You have to learn to see faith like that. Faith is that person that part of God that introduced you to the whole Him. You're not going to be able to access God without faith. But don't think faith is something that you must generate. It's something that is part of it. You go and say, God, give me faith. Because faith is always surrounding Him and talking to Him for you. And faith can recognize if you have it in you. It says, ah, ha, <laughs> ha. And it goes to God and says, please listen to this one. And it, for me, it doesn't look like faith gives God a choice. If you don't believe me, I've just, I've just shown you what happened to Jesus. The woman had faith. Jesus was not aware what was going on. But the, faith had approved of this woman. As soon as she touched, boom, healing. Jesus knew after the fact what had happened. Because faith is a personality, it's a fraction, it's, a, it's, it's the organelle, it's the part that gives you access to God. And it gives God no chance, doesn't know. And God has given faith that power to have power over himself. He's great, isn't he? Substance of things hopeful, I've known that for a while, and evidence of things unseen. But the new uh, thing between me and my wife and our friends is the version by Romans 4.21. 4, Faith is being fully convinced that God has the power to do what he said or promised. That is, that, that is that's how we're looking at it now. 
take that personality and understand that you ought to be fully convinced. That scripture comes from that scripture where it says, Abraham had looked at himself and says, I was 100, I think I'm really useless now, and so is this woman. But he remained fully convinced that because God has said what he said, he said it knowing what my body's at. So it doesn't matter. He's going to do it. And he did. So, that's why I'm saying you, through faith, engage, remain engaged, be enterprising and expectant. Keep standing, even when it's tough. Honor your commitments, always. Don't, don't be a person who's taken out by the new thing. Keep it going. Testify. And keep faith. Know that you have an obligation to keep faith. You have to remain convinced that God is going to do. And that we must do so fully. You must be fully convinced. Amen. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. I'm done. You may be standing there and say, yeah, I've had the art of spirituality. I've had things happening. I know things happen. I've had it all around. But for me, it's just all so difficult. I hope this message today has encouraged you to understand that you just have to keep at it. Don't give up. The guy we were talking about, he spent 40 years outside of home, another 40 years looking at, after somebody else's sheep. And 40 years in the desert. And he died never ever having reached the promised land. You just have to keep at it. But he received the crown. What would have been better for him to end up in Canaan? And us not talking about him today. This is the part of the crown. So what I'm saying to you is not everything that you do that's going to yield immediately discernible fruit. But you just have to keep at it. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you for love. We thank you for grace. We thank you for being our God. We welcome you in this place. We welcome you in this place. Touch our hearts. Change our minds. We are surrendered to you. We want and we are ready to be touched by you. We thank you. We give you the honor and the praise. And the people of God said, Amen. I just would like to, before we close, I just would like to read from James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25, this time in the Passion Translation. It says, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. 
So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. So, you know, I was really touched by um, the series that we have, we have gone through. It is rich. There is so much that is in it. But the reality is that often we hear the word, but then we don't do it. The reality is that there is so much that we have heard. We have a lot of head knowledge that is not applied in our lives. So, um, you know, this, this word came at the right time to encourage us to not be like that. So what I want to do today is to just release a blessing over us, reminding us that God is the one who empowers us to do the things that we need to do. So if it is that perhaps you have failed in the past to apply the word of God, put that behind you and remember that when God blesses you, he blesses you with the ability to do the things that you think are impossible for you to do. So he enables you to keep at it. He enables you to sit down and to read the word. He opens up the opportunities for you to do the things that he calls you. God does not call us to do things that we are incapable of doing. So today I just sense that God wants to empower us afresh and to remove from us just that feeling of being incapable of following his word. So God today, as we're going to tap into his presence by faith that we have just heard about, God is going to remove those shackles of, in, of what is it, being incapable, of being unable to move forward, of being unable to sit with the word of God, of being unable to have those moments of solitude, those moments of meditation. God is going to remove from us those feelings and those thoughts that cause us to not do the things that we want to do. So I'm just going to ask you to raise your hands, put your hands in front of you, but whatever it is that um, shows that you are receiving from the Lord today. May the Lord bless you today that you will listen to the word of God and that it will penetrate every, every level of who you are. May the Lord remove self-deception from you. May it be melted from your life. May it be removed that you would see yourself as you are and be able to apply the word of God to every situation in your life. May you be a person who will change and who will grow because they follow the word of the Lord. May you sit with the word of God and may it be a mirror that shows you who you were meant to be from the origin and may you become the thing that God has called you to be. May the Lord bless you with eyes that see what he calls over your life. May you be the thing that 
God says that you are, not the thing that you believe that you are. May the enemies of the Lord, may the, may the words of the enemy that he has spoken over you be shattered and broken. May you understand that there is no power in the, in the things that the enemy says about you except the power that you give to him. May you continue being fascinated by and may you respond to the truth of the word of God. May the things that fascinate you and that grab your attention above the attention of the Lord be removed. May that fascination dry up in your life and may the hunger for the word of God propel you to your knees and propel you to seek the Lord in fresher and newer ways. May you be blessed like this. May you be blessed with the ability to be the person that God has called you to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at enderban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.